Hey guys, it's here. 19.1 was just announced, and this one's gonna be a long grinder here. So, a reminder this workout is 15 minute AMRAP of 19 wall balls, 19 calorie row. Simple as that. Really, the only strategy we have for you guys is that you need to get taller because obviously being taller is gonna help you with the row. You're not gonna to have to jump for those wall balls. You don't have to be short like I am. I'm just kidding. Obviously, if you are a taller person, this workout kind of suits you a little bit better than if you're shorter, but you have to have that work capacity, right? So, a couple little uh, overview strategies that we wanna talk about with this one. It's pretty simple, right? It's pretty straightforward. A couplet style, long AMRAP uh, workout. Biggest thing that we're gonna be seeing here is transitions, right? So, how we recommend you guys set up the, the rower and the wall ball is somewhat like this, right? Obviously, we saw that they had the wall ball against the wall and that they turned around completely and that they were uh, getting on the rower. That's one way, right? If you want to take one or two steps out of it, uh, out of that equation of just aiming the rower away from the wall, obviously when you get done with your last wall ball, if you can take one step, throw your leg over, get set and then go, that's going to help you create a little bit faster transition possibly, right? But you might even need that transition to catch your breath. And when I say catch your breath, I mean take one or two small breaths before you actually get on the rower and start rowing. Same thing when you get off the rower and go back to your wall ball, all right? Uh, for any of our compete athletes, this workout is key for why we've been doing our pacing strategy workouts over the last four or five weeks, all right? That is exactly what this workout is. Since it's a 15 minute workout, right, what we suggest for a lot of people is probably starting at about an 80, 85, maybe 90% effort as you guys are going through both of these movements, not just one, but both of these movements, at least for the first eight, nine, 10 minutes, at least half or a little over half of the workout. So that way you guys can then start to build on that pacing. You guys can start to push that intensity uh, for the first, the last five minutes of the workout. So guys, with this workout, 15 minutes is a long time. Obviously, if you start off really hot at the gates, rowing really hard, going unbroken on your wall balls, but making it, the transitions really fast, right? It's gonna be hard for you to find that pace that is sustainable for that long of a period. The last thing you wanna do is come out uh, out of the gates for the first five to eight minutes in the lead, you feel good, you're going hard, and then you feel that conditioning, you feel that pacing start to slip away, and then everybody that's been holding their pace and then can continue to push a little bit harder towards the end, you see them pass you, you don't want that, all right? So think about that as you guys are going through. Um, one way that I try to strategize something like this is a 15 minute workout, right? You have three separate five minute AMRAPs, all right? The first five minute AMRAP is you literally getting the wheels rolling and finding that pace where you can now start to control your breathing. Uh, that second five minute period is where you can start to maybe push that pace a little bit, figure out uh, better, different techniques on the wall balls, on the rowing. And then the last five minutes is you literally just putting your nose to the grindstone and working really hard on both of those two movements and trying to pick up that pace if you can, all right? Uh, thinking about capacity here. If you saw Sam Briggs did nine rounds, that's 171 wall balls and 171 calories on the rower in 15 minutes. If you know that doing that many, obviously a lot of us aren't gonna be getting to the ninth round, but if you know that five, six, seven, eight rounds is tough for you with that many wall balls and doing rowing, we suggest breaking up the wall balls instead of the rower. And what I mean by breaking up the rower, you're not gonna break it up, but you're gonna go a little slower, right? So even if you get 
three to five seconds slower on your rower to try and make up time on the wall balls or to, to try and kind of find that pace a little bit, right? If you start to do that over five, six, seven, eight rounds, five seconds of a piece, right? 25, 30, 45 seconds is what you're looking at that you could have held if you held the same pace here and you just took a quick, let's say two, three, four second break on the wall balls, right? You can, if you can keep this the same, that's gonna be the key for you guys. Keeping it the same and then trying to push a little bit harder if you can as well, right? So breaking up the wall balls, maybe like a 10 and a nine, um, and literally when it hits, you count in your head, three, two, one, pick that thing back up and then keep going, right? Because you're never gonna fail a wall ball as far as like physical capacity, you're always gonna fail a wall ball by either not hitting squat depth or not hitting the 10 or the nine foot target that you guys have for yourself, all right? Um, this workout, is all about working, all right? So you don't wanna get caught resting on your transitions too long, uh, letting the ball sit on the ground too long, uh, stopping on the rower, right? So if anything, try to think about really stopping, or sorry, really trying to keep moving on the rower no matter what, all right? Keep moving on the rower, keep moving on the wall balls. You guys are gonna be fine. You're gonna always be doing work. If you guys are limited by your mobility, for the squat specifically, you can wear your lifters on this, right? This type of workout is not where you're gonna do uh, something where you might need your lifters and then something like toes to bar or double unders where you might not wanna wear lifters. So if you have lifters and you can use those and you want to use those, go for it. It's not going to make or break your workout based on that, all right? Now let's talk about rowing specifically. Technique here is gonna be huge, all right? So in a lot of our camps, what we talk about with our athletes is not pushing through the toes and the balls of your feet. Ideally, when you do that, you're using a lot of quad power, right? So whenever you go to use a lot of quads here, what's happening? You're then gonna go and burn out your quads a little bit more. So try and use those opposite muscle groups. Try to get those hamstrings, glutes back involved a little bit more versus your quads, all right? So think about this. When you go to row, what we wanna think about first is you pushing your hips back and your shoulders back at the same time, then leaning back and pulling back, all right? Try to think about pushing through your heels, and what I would honestly suggest is not going for the biggest stroke you can, but instead, try to keep your legs a little bit straighter, try to use a little bit more hamstrings, glutes, lower back to power that row, versus trying to get the biggest row you can or the biggest stroke you can as you're going to pull back, all right? Uh, breathing, think about breathing out when you're pulling back, in when you're going back in. Breathing and timing is gonna be huge for both of these movements, all right? Um, so think about smooth is fast on this. You don't necessarily have to come out of the gates ripping, gripping, and ripping. What we want you guys to think about doing is what is a pace that you can keep for 10 minutes? That is 80 to 90%. And then from there, can you push that pace a little bit more as you get closer, all right? Now, uh, a key thing, especially if you guys have older rowers, my tape right here, uh, is these straps start to get in the way, right? So this strap is really stiff, it's, it's a little bit newer. If you guys have older rowers, what you might even see happen is that as you go to pull on these things, they might automatically loosen up, right? Now you have a lot of room for that foot to move. Um, or if you have older straps, they might even fall down in front. So you're going to slide your foot in and then that strap is getting in the way and you can't quite get your foot in or you can't go to get your foot out. Take some athletic tape, 
put the two straps together and then put one or two strands around that so it's holding it just a little loose. So that way, let's say it's taped like that, I can easily, when I go to get back in this rower, I can step in, slide my foot up in, and I'm good to go and I have a little bit of wiggle room so when I go to get back out quickly, I can just slide my feet up, out, move right back to that wall for the wall balls, all right? Uh, obviously you don't have to tape, but think about that if that is something that gets in your way. All right, pertaining to the wall ball, exactly what I talked to you guys about on the rower. You always wanna breathe out when you're exerting that force. So it's hard to kind of catch your breath on anywhere on this workout, but what you can do is start to time your breathing up with the movement. So like I'm saying, as you guys are squatting down and you go to throw the ball, breathe out. As it's coming back down, obviously breathe in, brace the spine, brace the core as you guys are going to squat uh, down into that bottom squat, all right? If you are a type of athlete that knows that when you start getting higher up into your wall balls, that your shoulders start getting fatigued, play around with what your shoulders are doing. So as you're throwing that ball, if leaving your hands right here you know is gonna fatigue you, you've seen people do this little like butterfly motion, you see people bring their shoulders right back down to a neutral position, right? Mess around with that. Try and figure out what the most comfortable position that is for you to make that shoulder fatigue go as long as possible without setting in, all right? And maybe that's doing a mixture of a little bit of everything. That's totally fine, all right? Mess with it, play with it. Hopefully by now you guys know where you should be putting those arms to help uh, push that fatigue off as long as possible, all right? Uh, range of motion on the squat, right? You have some athletes that like to really bottom out before they come back up. Try to shorten that range of motion up, right? Obviously we want to get a clear, clean rep, but if you're bottoming out every time and you're having to do extra movement that you're not really getting credit for, take that out of there, right? Uh, you have a judge for a reason. If they, uh, if they start noticing that you're not squatting deep enough, they'll tell you, right? And then you can kind of get a little bit lower. But be careful bottoming out everything on purpose, all right? Try to think about making the rep shorter and quicker as you get going through those wall balls, all right? Uh, now, as you guys get going through this workout too, because it's a longer workout, your shoulders are probably gonna be fatigued from pulling there, really think about making sure that you're hitting that line every single time and you're having accuracy, right? If you happen to get where you're no repping and now you're doing 20, 21, 22 reps every time, maybe it, it's beneficial for you to break that thing up 10 and nine, right? If you notice that you're not hitting that target and you're getting no reps, instead of trying to go unbroken, hit nine good reps, take a little breath, hit it, or sorry, hit 10 reps good and then hit nine reps good versus trying to go unbroken towards the end and then getting three or four extra reps that you're having to do but you don't get credit for, right? So something to think about uh, as you go through this and you know your capacity for the wall balls. All right, hey, also if you guys watched Sam Briggs uh, and those other two athletes do this workout right now, we, we did some split times and whenever she got, she was averaging about 53 seconds on her row and averaging about 39, 40, or sorry, 38 to 40 seconds on her wall balls and all of her wall balls were unbroken sets too. So if you know that you wanna start off like that but you might not be able to hold it, something you can do to help with that pacing is think about making this workout like an EMOM. So doing your row in a minute, okay? If you get done at 53 seconds, know that, okay, I got seven seconds to rest, transition to the wall before I do my wall balls, all right? From there, do your wall balls, even if they're broken up or if they're unbroken, you're gonna have a little bit of time to rest in between your, your two sets if you're breaking it up or you have some rest before you actually get on the rower and go pretty hard, all right? See if you can hold that 
uh, for as long as you can. Or what you could do is hold that for the first eight, nine minutes of the workout and then start to really make your transitions faster, but keeping the wall balls fast and keeping the rower just as fast as what you were rowing before you uh, took out that rest right there with the EMOM style. We're gonna have a good warm up for you guys, obviously working on squat, working on overhead position, working on rowing mechanics. So we're gonna be posting this tomorrow on Friday on our process uh, Instagram and Facebook, so make sure you guys uh, check that out and then let us know if you have any questions. Good luck. This one 19.1 uh, is just about working. Let's get to work.